0: Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Nanurl and you're listening to Unpacked Angles with me. These episodes were recorded for the Unpacked Angles YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the accompanying video, you can find the link in the description. If not, feel free to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, so you made it to part two, congratulations. Hopefully you took a detour before you got here and visited blacklivesmatters.card with two Rs.co to see how you could help to make a difference. It's linked in the description. If you have not already been, please do go hit pause and I'll be here when you get back. So for part two, we're talking about my experience with this whole job search process after covid hit so during this very unpredictable unstable time for basically everybody there were a lot of times when i like literally just had to step away from my computer if you're searching for a job during this time and you know you found it difficult and you found yourself feeling a little depressed or a little down every once in a while or maybe a few days out of the week i'm here to tell you it's pretty normal and you're not alone I would describe this experience as very different from the experience that I had back in February. Before actually diving deeper into what actually happened and like what I experienced, I want to talk about just the interview process in general overall as I've experienced it. If you're interested in knowing more about what the interview process is like with these different tech companies for UX positions. Now primarily I am going for a UX researcher position. I am All gung-ho about research, that is where my specialty lies and that is what I like to do. So from what I've experienced interviewing for user research positions or user experience research positions is that communication is key. You have to know how to present and communicate the influence and inspiration behind your ideas and your thoughts. So it's very similar to what you'll have to do in a UX design interview, which is communicate your your decision making your processes and so as far as the process goes the first step is talking to a recruiter that recruiter is normally a part of the company or maybe they're not but they're really just trying to size you up and see if you meet those key criteria that they've been given by the hiring manager or the team to see if you match up and can move to the next level without really wasting anybody's time so during the phone screens that i've had I have normally just had to talk about myself, so I give a quick like two-minute, two-ish minute introduction. Sometimes it goes a little bit over just because the person actually really wants to know the whole story, but I'll give an introduction of myself, where I went to school, what I studied, and what I did as it pertains to UX after school and some of the methods that I use when I'm talking about user research specifically. So in order to do this, I had to write it out like a whole bunch of times. I wrote it out on a Word document and then I wrote it by hand on a few index cards. I think it took up like three index cards, everything that I wanted to say. And I did it mainly by bullet points. So mine might be a little bit long, but I'll give you an example of like what I say in order to get my story across so that these recruiters kind of know who I am, who I am, like know who they're dealing with, and also like what I've done and what's important to me. So here's my spiel. I have a background in engineering. I got my undergrad degree in engineering science. And after that, I went on to work for the chief information officer of the army at the Pentagon for a few years. And while I was there, I went back to school to get my master's in systems engineering and in the master's program is where i actually got my first introduction to ux ui hci heuristics and all that jazz and once i completed my master's program i went on to work for a tech consulting company as a ux research consultant where i officially started my ux research career and so there i did a lot of generative research so one-on-one interviews focus groups and did a few surveys as well i have personal mission of wanting to see more black and brown people in STEM, especially in UX. So I ended up going back to school to get another master's in nonprofit leadership and management with a focus in social entrepreneurship. While at USC, I was very much still involved in the tech industry. After graduating from USC, I went on to become the director of user experience for a small beauty tech startup in LA, where I own the entire UX process from research all the way through to design. And so I did a lot of generative in addition to evaluative research studies and then in addition to that went all the way through the design process creating personas user stories wireframes and high fidelity mock-ups and actually prototyping and testing those and then i talk about how long i stayed at the startup and what i'm looking for now and so i basically give you this bullet point overview of what i've done and where i've been and why i did the things that i do I left some things out because, you know, sometimes it kind of depends on who you're talking to. If you want to add a little bit more detail as to the why you do some things. But typically, that is how my intro sounds. And so if you want to take that and kind of use that to structure yours, please feel free to go ahead. (laughs) That's why I said it. So yeah, you're talking to the recruiter, you give them your intro, your spiel, your elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it, about yourself and what you've done. And they'll most likely ask you some questions. Have you had experience with this research method? And what does that look like? Can you walk me through a project that you did and talk about some of the methods that you used or, you know, whatever else? What, What were some of your deliverables? They really are just trying to get a sense of who you are, what work you've done, and what you know how to do. I would say for those calls, you really don't have to be nervous at all. It's literally just talking about yourself. The next step in the interview process is where I tend to get a little more nervous. And that is usually when you talk to either someone on the team that you're going to be on or you're talking to the hiring manager themselves. So typically at this point, they'll either ask you you more questions about yourself and for you to kind of dig deeper into a project or two that you've done and uh, kind of go through that, or you'll actually be presenting your portfolio. From my experience, I have kind of had a little bit of both where it's just been a conversation and not so much a presentation. And then on the flip side, there has been like an actual presentation that was scheduled for this one person. It depends on what an organization's specific type of process looks like, but you can expect maybe either one of those two. So for the presentation, that's typically where I get more nervous. I don't really have too much time to charm them with like witty things that I could say while introducing myself and just talking about my experience. Instead, I have to inject my charisma into the way I present the work that I've done. And I also have to make sure that my project or my presentation is on point because that is definitely going to be a reflection on you and how you work because especially in UX research, you're going to be doing a good amount of communicating your thoughts and communicating your findings. And so being able to present clearly and create presentations that don't make people wanna jump off a bridge is gonna be necessary. And this might be a lot weirder now that everything is virtual. You'll most likely be presenting these projects from your portfolio on Zoom or some video conferencing platform. So of course, step one is figuring out what projects you're going to be presenting. If you need to prepare one or two or three to go over during your time with the hiring manager or whoever it is that you're gonna be talking to you gotta know and you gotta be able to pick the projects that you like the most. That does not necessarily mean the projects that you did really well on that went your way because a lot of the time people want to hear about your mistakes too and what you learned from them and how you fixed whatever it was going forward. Instead what these projects should be are the ones that you can talk about and be really enthusiastic while you speak. So you gotta create your presentation, make sure it hits all of the key areas that you need to have within a presentation, whether it's UX research or UX design. And I will probably be creating content around what that should actually look like and what those points are, because it might be a little bit too much to go into for this episode. So I'll make a mental note. So yeah, make sure your presentation is good and you're able to present it well. Normally it's gonna be timed, right? So you have to make sure that you're able to deliver this presentation, answer any questions, and then have time for you to ask questions all in the same session. So practice being thorough and concise in your presentation. I would recommend practicing with a friend or a group of friends. And even if that means you all get on Zoom, (laughs) And practice that way it still really does help and they can give you good feedback even if they're not in the field during this portion of the interview process you present your work or you talk about yourself and your work and that is the opportunity where you get to ask more specific questions as it pertains to the position and also the expectations that will be placed on you if you were to fill this role I'm always asking questions. I suggest you ask all the questions that you can. I typically like to ask questions surrounding diversity, especially if the company or organization does not seem as though they have a very diverse group of people working for them. I've also been asking companies about their response to COVID and how their employees are feeling and what's changed as far as like the different processes that they have within their team and within the company. And now I've been asking how companies have responded to what's going on in the United States and how they are responding to these instances of police brutality and violence due to white supremacy and things of that nature. And so all of that is very telling. I would encourage you to ask the same questions. They are important questions, in my opinion, and it would definitely be good to have those answers so that you can know what to expect if you were to become an employee of that organization. And then the final interview typically comes after that, from my experience, which is a day-long affair. Before COVID, it would be the on-site, right? Where you would go to the company and meet people in person, possibly do a presentation, and it would literally last all day. You're pretty wiped and exhausted afterward. I unfortunately or maybe fortunately did not get to have an onsite at least not in the few months that I've been interviewing in person. I have been having on-sites virtually and what that looks like is basically the same thing except on zoom and without the free lunch. I would say it is like 100 times harder just because it's on zoom and video chat, video conferencing is already really tiring. So there's nothing like easier about it, except maybe you don't have to wear pants. <laughs> uh, so there's that. It's a lot. It's, it's definitely a lot. I would say keep water on hand. For the interviews that I've had, I have been able to like take breaks. So there are like, you know, scheduled breaks in between, which you would probably get um, on site in person too. But it's just different, you know, and you can't really feel people's vibes as you would be able to like in person. So that's unfortunate, but it's kind of what we have to work with until things can begin to open up and be normal again, possibly. Or, you know, whatever the new normal is going to look like. But for now, the virtual onsite is what it is. During um, some of the onsites that I've had, I've had to give like a whole presentation, again, on my portfolio, this time to a larger group and answer a lot more questions. So definitely be prepared for that. I would encourage you, if you're going from presenting to one person to actually presenting to a group for the next step, ask for feedback so that you can make sure you're presenting the most strong and clear version of your presentation that you can give. But yeah, you'll go through, meet with a few members of the team, ask all of your questions, all of the questions that you can, and that's typically it. And then you'll hear whether or not it's a yay or a nay. As far as like my experience dealing with job hunting during COVID, everything's virtual, duh. So I've had a lot of (laughs) faux pas when it comes to like Zoom and connection, not being very stable and you know kids or like dogs running in the background not on my side because i don't have either of those but on the the side of the people that i'm talking to and so there are there's a possibility for like for a lot of interruptions and um just unexpected things and so It kind of lightens the mood a little bit, especially like when it's people's kids, because it's just like, what can you do? So I do like it in that aspect, but again, Zoom and just video conferencing in general is more tiring than normal, and you can't really read people's body language that well through the internet. I've had times where I have had to literally just stop doing things. Like the energy in the air has has shifted. It has shifted. With COVID and now the protesting, the energy is just very heavy. And so with COVID, of course, with just being COVID, it was a lot to deal with. And I had interviews that were canceled. The one interview that I talked about with the company that was in LA where I wanted to be got postponed indefinitely. And I was just so sad because I had made it to the final round and the hiring manager really liked me and... They were in my price range as far as the salary that I was asking for, and it was just really tough. And then there was a possibility of getting a remote position and I had interviewed for that and it was going really well. And then I got an email talking about, you know, they're only hiring for business essential positions at this time. And so it got me to thinking like, is UX research not business essential anymore? Or do people not consider UX research to be essential? It, it, you know, it got to me, and so there would be days where I would just literally do nothing. I, I had a lot of down, a lot of down days. I am currently still, you know, kind of on the horse. I, I'll fall off for a few, and then I'll get back on. Yeah, it's much harder now, I think, too, because so many people have been laid off there are tons of unemployed like literally millions tens of millions of unemployed people in this country right now and so when you think about the talent pool especially in tech where a lot of these tech companies have had to offload a ton of their employees the talent pool is flooded it is overflowing and people who are looking for jobs are they're rolling deep (laughs) you know and so it's 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 really tough especially uh if you've been looking for a job for a while it just got even it got even worse currently right now i am still looking for a full-time position but i was able to nab a contract with company very very excited I'll probably talk about it a little later after I've started I start next week and so that opportunity is something that did not kind of fall out of the air it took it took work I had applied for the position I went through the interview process got through did the on-site loved the team loved the company was really into what they were doing. And this is a very exciting time for them, being a company that focuses on remote collaboration and has always focused on remote collaboration within the design ecosystem. And so this is a company I was really excited about working for. After the on-site, I got the call from the recruiter telling me that I actually didn't get the job. (laughs) I did not get the role that I was interviewing for but the team really liked the you know work I had done in the past how I presented it and just me as a person I came there like with my personality fully on even though I was super tired being on zoom all day and I let that shine through and so instead of just giving me a straight no they kind of figured out a way for me to still be able to work with the team and Um, Get some experience under my belt and learn different things. so I'm really excited for this opportunity and I'm super thankful that it wasn't just a flat-out No, and so I guess that's the advice I'll leave y'all with because you know at the end of the day like this is just Everything is a lot. Everything is a lot. There's so much going on and People are going through it, but if you're looking for a job and you don't think that you qualify apply anyway If you get you know into the interview process bring your whole self there okay and apply to companies that you genuinely like you can get a sense of that you know of course by visiting the website you can get a sense of that by interacting with the people that work there on twitter and on linkedin and also um, you can get a sense of it by interacting with the products that they make. I feel really fortunate to have been able to be in the position that I am right now, even though I'm still looking for a full-time job for after these three months. But that is currently where I'm at. I don't have like anything profound to say, <laughs> except you know the, our work is never done when it comes to getting experience, when it comes to learning, Um, in regard to UX, whatever profession you're in, and also in regards to making this country a better and safer place for everyone who exists here. This is really just the tip of the iceberg. So yeah, keep doing the work on both the country, if you're here in the U.S., or you know, wherever you are, because I'm sure there is work to be done, and also on finding a job, if that's what you're doing too. Stay strong on both fronts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Unpacked Angles. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. If you didn't, hit us up on our website at www.unpackedangles.com or on social media at Unpacked Angles and let us know what we can do better. Until next time, deuces.